0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number five of the Dirt Weekly here, live from the...
1: Darn TV, Worldwide Headquarters Studio Office.
0: It's just so much easier if I don't don't say that. I'm so good (laughs) at saying it. Larry McFall here, Brandon Beter, and uh, Brandon and I and uh, Nick Holberg and quite a few other people involved just got off a grueling five-night tour called the tougher the dirt tour for hobby stocks and sport mods and some of the tracks ran their regular programs as well their regular
1: cars there was 29 of us in that photo see them photos over there on the wall people at home can't see it but there was 29 in that photo of everybody that i i mean there were some pitmen that we didn't have in there but 29 people that i put in that photo that made the whole tour that's pretty cool
0: yeah and uh it, it was uh uh, it, it had some ups and downs and it had something happen that we've never seen before. So we're going to take that each probably
1: night... confused the heck out of you up in the announcers. Booth. Well,
0: we didn't know what was going on. There's no communications at that track very well. And, and that corner is so far away. It, it was yeah. just, uh, it was, yeah, we didn't really know what was going on when I saw guys on their hands and knees and I kind of started getting concerned and yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, um, uh, but we want to start, uh, um, where it started at, and that was at the McLean County Speedway,
1: on which is already a week ago.
0: Last Wednesday, yeah. Wow. That's why, you know, folks. Uh, he sent me a text message this morning saying "dirt weekly" tonight, and I'm like. At first, I'm like, no, he's not gonna wanna, he's not gonna wanna do a dirt weekly after five nights on tour and probably a NODAC meeting last night or Monday night.
1: Last night. Oh,
0: and I'm like, he's got to be joking. So I didn't get prepared with any stuff because I'm thinking, well, there's no way we're going to do this. We need a break. Well, I, had to, here, here. I, I was <laughs> sitting
1: there this morning and I go, you know, I have to prepare. I, I got contacted. I was contacted by uh, by McLean County. They want darn TV back this weekend for their late model special. Oh, good. Uh, I, Brandon, had no plans on being there. So, I'm going to go down there tomorrow night and I'm going to set up the broadcast for Jenny and Marcus Tomlinson is going to make his uh announcing debut on Darn TV. Oh, is it good so for you? So, this is going to be a fun weekend. Um myself, I'm going to Estevan and then over to Devils Lake oh, on Saturday. Okay. So, uh I I thought I I texted Jenny and I said, "Hey, I got to go up to the house, up to the office and and get the broadcasting stuff organized from 5 days." You know, we we're, were everywhere for five days, and I used stuff out of each kit and and the, and just reorganized, and she said, okay. I go, and then I thought to myself, might as well do a Dirt Weekly while I'm here. So that's why I texted you.
0: <laughs> it was shocking. <laughs> I, I didn't think that he was going to. My voice still hasn't recovered very much from.
1: See, I didn't have to talk uh, as much as you guys. I From Sunday
0: night, I boy, yeah, it, it, uh, it's a little rough, and, and I know I taught both of you guys the cough drop thing and yet I haven't had one all year because I'm too lazy to go to the store and buy cough drops. So
1: There'll be some up there Sunday for <laughs> you. I'll bring some Sunday. I've been
0: operating without cough drops. So anyway, we started with a week ago uh, uh, on Wednesday night in, in uh, Underwood, and they started out with just a trophy class. There was only three cars uh, competing in that, but I just had to mention Paul Schultz. I mean, he's started racing at the Nodak Speedway in the late 60s. He... Um, was uh, Marv Schultz and Dick Schultz's uh, brother. And, of course, Dick Schultz, the 104s in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Paul drove 103, and, and Reverend Marv drove 102. And I remember Marv left town early and moved to South Dakota, and so he kind of left the, the trio of brothers. But for years it was Paul Schultz and Dick Schultz, such a high level at late models and all the other cars. And, and to see him back out there the other night And it it, it looked a little one-sided when he was out there against an enduro car and a hobby stock, and he was out there in a modified. (laughs) But uh, it was still nice to see him do some laps, and and, uh, it kind of just brought back you know what a history buff I am. It just brought back some kind of old times for me.
1: Well, it's kind of, I'm not sure what he was doing. Is he going to plan on racing that? I, I never had a chance to visit with him. If, if That was a sport mod. So. Oh, it was a sport mod. okay. Yeah, okay. so I was wondering if he was going to have a chance to uh, come out and race with us at some point in time. Maybe he didn't want to do that night because he was unsure about the car and stuff with the Tougher Than Dirt Tour being in town, but we would have welcomed him.
0: Yeah, so it was just kind of neat to see. He won the uh, three-car trophy class feature, uh, by the way. So uh, the Legend Cars made their return as a, well, they're a regular uh, show there. And uh, those guys put on a great race. And uh, Drew Papke won it uh, over Donovan Wiest. But they, just like the old days when those Legend Cars were at Nodak, like from 2002 to 2010, maybe maybe a little longer, uh, those two guys used to battle all the time. And they were back at it the other night going at it, and, and they put on a great show.
1: That's my favorite track to watch Legends
0: it's just perfect.
1: It is the perfect because you have the longer straightaways but the tight corners, and they're just right on top of one another, and they're so small of a car, they can actually fit four and five wide pretty easily compared to the bigger cars.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and they put on a great show there. The fans were just into it. And, and one person that I noticed in the field, he took eighth, but Dean Brecht. Uh, and Craig was just talking about last week that his favorite driver is Danny Brecht in the old 0-2 out of golden valley well this was danny's brother dean in the old four uh that was a little bit younger than danny and so he raced a little bit closer to our time now but uh he was back out there in a legend car
1: yeah he wrecked his uh his what do they call that a uh, pure stock hobby stock street stock whatever he raced for years and years and years you always knew when dean breck came because it was the old four same looking same car. looking car he wrecked that last year at the Southwest Speedway last fall. Okay. So he had to Well he got
0: his money's worth out of that thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. What? He did. He, I think he, I raced against that same car in two thousand in a Wesota Street. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, and then the sport mods, uh, the, this was a good feature race as well, unfortunately, uh, Eric Lot or Robbie Roselli uh, got uh, damaged in the heat race. He had to drop out for the rest of the night, and he didn't join the tour again until the last night at Nodak. And uh, Eric Lottenschlager also, I believe, blew his motor. First he lost his brakes, and then he blew his motor, and so he couldn't compete, but he was battling at the time. So uh, once he fell out of it, Chase Elves out of Casa Grande, Uh, Arizona, kind of had it his own way. Nathan Speaton, a former Legend driver, and I always mention former Legend drivers because what Legend cars were supposed to be was a beginner car to get used to moving up to a bigger class. And so I always try to point it out that it's being successful, you know, so he's a former Legend car driver. Christopher Zenz, a former Sport Compact driver taking third, I think they're doing it right. It scares yep. me when, when, when young drivers, brand-new drivers, jump into the big, uh, especially into a modified, either a modified or a sport mod. It's just, boy, I just feel you have to start, at least in hobby stocks or even down in a legend or something. So it, it, it does really scare me when some of these guys uh, don't get that step. But obviously, Speaton and Zens have done that the way you know, it's meant to be done. Darren Medler took fourth, and Chase's wife, Shelby Elves, who was the and I believe still is the Northern Sport Mod National Points Leader right now? Uh, she ended up in fifth. So, crowd loved that one. That was a great race. They,
1: they did love that one. That w- that was a good time on on Wednesday night, last Wednesday. They they had that track prep really really good for that night, and and the job that they did was fantastic. The show that they ran. I don't have any complaints. Th-
0: they've really improved that place so much that uh, it uh, it takes on, every time I go there, it really takes on more of a family atmosphere. You know, now they've got the nice grass down in front of the bleachers that they let some of the kids go down in unless the race is going on. And yep. and uh, they finally got the lights now that, that, that prove – are important because as this tour gets towards the end, we'll run yep. into a situation where we don't have lights. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it was a good night, and Chase Elves kind of sent a message early that he was he was, he was, was here this year to battle. In the hobby stocks, Tim Anderson uh, held off uh, a few charges from Vance Tomlinson. I think Kyler Satron was up there for a while. The 13 of Robinson was up heckling Tim. And then Brock got up there at the end and, and just gave him a great run. Brock took the lead. Anderson got it back. Um, it was just a great hobby stock, A.B. and Tim the, Anderson won it.
1: The one, the one that uh, that I've seen, what impressed me about Tim in that drive there that he had, he lost the lead to Ethan New on a restart. And, and some people, there's some complaints about how that restart took place. It was Ethan dirty, da-da-da, whatever, whatever. The point being... You don't have time to worry about that in a race car, whether it was dirty, whether it was clean, whether it was a a bad move. If no call was made, you have to get back up on the wheel. And Tim got back up on the wheel, and he ran the higher side. He tried to pinch Ethan New down the first two corners, and finally he just took a deep breath and said, you know what, I'm going to go back to my line that I've been running, and he passed Ethan New back for the lead. That's, That's what impressed me about Tim on that one.
0: And I've never been in a race car except for that little exhibition with Charlie Fox years ago. Uh, I can see being a former hockey player uh, myself and a pretty darn competitive tennis player in college. If I got mad at somebody or somebody did something that I didn't like, I'm going to go back after him. And I can see in racing where – and and Nick said it so good the other night. I I can't even remember exactly what his quote was in one of those feature races on Sunday – but he said that the driver was just uh, not worried about anything else going around him. He just needs to just step on the gas and hold his line and do what he was doing. Do yep. what this guy was doing the best. And uh, and when you do that, uh, it, I don't see how you do that, though, as a driver, because I'm going to try to get in on him. Like you said, Tim did that a couple times and then decided, whoa, I better back off. Yeah, I would have just it's kept mental. on going.
1: Ra- racing is just as much mental as it is physical or you know any sporting event is your goal my goal if I'm second place to Larry McFall and Larry's out front and he's running a certain line and I'm a little bit faster and we can touch on the Minot deal because Brock Beater did it in Minot on championship night but we can touch on it it's I want to get in your head to make you think that I'm faster to mentally wear you down does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want yeah. to I, I want to stick my nose in there. I'm not going to hit you. I'm going to try to out-mental you to make you screw up or give me your line. It, it happens a lot of times where you dive to the bottom, and that person in the lead goes, oh, man, he's running the bottom. Well, the very next corner, he goes down to the bottom to block, and here goes Brandon or whomever, <laughs> whoever in second, right around the top because, ha fooled you. Set him up. Set him up, you know, and – you have to stay calm those that stay calm um, Travis Hagen was giving me grief the other day because I made a comment on the show you can't get him excited you know Travis is just calm he, he's just level you
0: know, we've never seen him in the race car though we're we've never rode around with him right but I would think he's usually a pretty level guy I wouldn't think that Travis would would um
1: but most people look at myself and Brock as pretty level guys too. Yeah. And that's where the mental aspect of the of the racing comes in. Well, oh, he
0: didn't like the comment that you said that he was not excited. No, no, no,
1: he he wasn't excitable. No, he was giving me grief. He he just we're friends. Yeah. You know, it's just when when you say things on a show like this, you have to own your words and and he didn't say anything bad. It was nothing. He was not excited upset about it. Nothing like that. He just goes you, he he goes, "Hey, you you called me not excitable." in a non-excitable way (laughs) believe me travis you
0: aren't very excitable when when you're sitting around a table of four seriously i think brandon's correct
1: you also had a
0: great uh call when when you were announcing one of those races uh um last week in minot where uh hagan was making his way up to the front i can't remember who he got behind and you basically said that he was studying that guy because he had like eleven laps left or ten laps. Oh,
1: left. in the in the victory lane deal. Yeah. yeah, I was sitting with Jorn Boyce. Yeah, I mean, this is we're like way off subject from where well, we're going. We it do not have matter. a script tonight, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, the script is this. Let's show everybody. Script
0: <laughs> it, is this. I wasn't planning on doing this, so there is no script.
1: So we can just roll wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The deal was is I was sitting with Jorn. Jorn Boyce. And sitting with him, Jorn goes, "Watch Travis. He just moves. He." He knows he's searching for racetrack. You know, what does my car do here? What does my car do there? Everybody in front of him was running their line. I'm going to run my line. This is where I feel fast. This is where I'm going to go. And Trav was the bottom one corner, the top the next, the middle the next, the top to the bottom, the crossover. And all of a sudden when traffic came into play and those guys had to move their cars around, where do you, they, didn't, they didn't
0: know where to go and he'd already scoped Trav it all already out. Trav had
1: already had it all scoped out. Yeah,
0: he's uh, man, you know, and, and I honestly have to say. And then
1: I think he did it again in Williston, didn't he? Yeah. Saturday he made it up to Friday front, night. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, And I think, you know what, that's the same thing that Mad Mike Hagan used to do.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: I, I, well, I don't know if Mike does it that much anymore because he's not really ever following anybody. He's getting up front pretty fast. But but uh, I, I think a lot of that was, was taught. And Travis listened and is executing what was probably told him for years.
1: But some of some of it isn't even taught. There's there's things that I watch Max do in the race car. Now, I, we teach Max every single night after he gets done racing. We talk to him about his race, and we, we discuss things, how you could do different, this and that. But then he goes out there and he'll do something like he did in Williston in his heat race, where he dives to the bottom and he holds the line right underneath Vance Tomlinson through the corner, and we're like, "Whoa, where did he get that from?" Some of it's just natural ability and trusting yourself, and you just do it without even thinking. Yeah, when he
0: did that, it was coming down on Tomlinson. It, as I'm calling that race, I'm, I'm expecting the worst. I, I,
1: yeah, he, I me, I thought I am that too. I
0: thought that Vance was going to get booted again. And, and Vance, we golfed with Vance <laughs> on Friday morning in Dickinson before we headed to Williston, and he'd already had some bad luck. And there's a car number that was giving him most of the bad luck. We won't say what the number is, but uh, and here I thought Vance was going to get booted again because Max just I'm going like, whoa, is he is he good enough to do that?
1: And then he held it. Yeah. yeah, my thought, yeah. you know what my first thought was? We, we're Ron Underwood, but we'll talk about this real quick. My first thought was after the golfing deal and us having a good time with him out there and him making that comment, I go, not my own kid. Yeah. <laughs> not my own kid is yeah. going to put a he dent in it. He talks to them. us
0: for nine holes about the bad luck of the crazy <laughs> drivers and then Max is going to be the one to take about. Oh, boy. Uh, stock cars. Jake Nelson, who you can tell is getting seat time. Yeah, uh, or, or drives a lot down in Arizona drives a lot in Iowa he's basically um well, oh, I can't see he's a professional driver but he's down in a race camp down in Arizona that pretty much lets him run wherever he wants and and you can tell he got out front and and uh and he did have to do a last because of a restart he had to do a kind of a last two lap pass over Joran yeah I believe but uh uh, Jake still looked like the faster car all night long. Uh, Jorn Boy's second. Will Shoresky, who's my most improved driver, I think, last year, and now he's even adding to that now, uh, was third. Swaller's fourth, and Bob Fugman fifth.
1: Yeah, that started off the night really well because that was the opening feature, and I thought that set the tone for the whole night. Jake and him, uh, Jake and Jorn there. It's
0: his old childhood hero. He put yeah. a picture on Facebook that he yeah. was about With three a little feet kid. tall.
1: But And Jake, Jake gets so excited for the Tougher Than Dirt Tour, and he doesn't even have the – he's not even the, – the stock cars aren't even on the Tougher Than Dirt Tour. He just likes to follow it because, he said, it's more relaxed racing.
0: He should uh, build himself a hobby stock just for the Tougher Than Dirt well, Tour. Well, he'd have to be it.
1: a sport mod. You can't do stock car and hobby stock. You can do stock car and sport mod, but oh, – Oh, okay. Rules-wise, you can't do hobby stock and so, stock car.
0: See, so that's why I'm always glad I associate me with somebody that knows the rules. <laughs>
1: wow well, I know how to I know how to bend the rules
0: <laughs> So that was a great night I thought in uh, uh Underwood and, and so Chase Elves and uh, Tim Anderson took the points lead down into the Southwest Speedway uh, they did have modifieds there that night too Zach Frederick won it. Donovan Sorensen and out of Williston uh, looking really good. I was very impressed with him Brady Biella uh, running in third Joel Carson fourth and Jeremy Sorensen in fifth. Uh, Marlon Seidler dropped out of the race. He was probably the biggest name there. Uh, he dropped out and took ninth. Uh, I think he took second to this heat race. Um, so the modifieds uh, uh, got done, and then we got into the stock cars, as you said, and Jake Nelson again wins it again in front of Adam Goff, Travis Ulmer, uh, Casey Binstock, and Alex Braun was the top five. So now Jake Nelson rolls into the Southwest Speedway and gets uh, his second straight win.
1: Uh, he was just trying to keep up with Chase Els. Or you're just trying to show Chase how to do it.
0: (laughs) Okay, now we get to the, which I and I guess I never did. I haven't had time to sit down and watch the darn TV replays yet of of some of these nights. I am going to watch them because when up in the press box on Sunday, where I see these the the short. Action shots of the corners and the hot pit action, and that they're coming down the front straightaway, and it's just such great television that I want to make sure that I watch it, but I haven't yet. But I wonder, uh, did, did did you guys catch? Did no. Jenny catch what when he went off and the flood started?
1: No, we okay. did not.
0: Okay, well we'll explain this lap twelve. I think eleven laps were in the books.
1: No, fourteen. Fourteen in. There's eleven, to,
0: 11 go. to go. Eleven to go. And all of a sudden, uh, there's a caution. And then there's a red.
1: And then. Well, I don't think the red flag was ever put out. I just stopped the drivers. Okay. Because I wanted to talk to them. But yeah.
0: And then the drivers are on to my right, which in Dickinson is the, the bleachers are on the opposite end of the flag stand. So as we look at the track as announcers, it's not one, two, three, four like every other track is. It's, it's four, three, two, one four coming this way three over there two coming at us from that way so it was corner number one
1: yep which yep.
0: normally would be corner number three so, <laughs> and, and and uh all of a sudden I see all the drivers parked in this corner talking to each other outside the cars and we'd upstairs we have no idea what's going on Nick takes off and jumps onto the razor so he's gone
1: well he called me first I mean just, to kind of go back to the beginning, I'm up in the flag stand because I, I want to be involved. It's my night of the tour, so I'm not necessarily flagging or anything. But And the caution comes out, and, and a certain car, we're not going to say names or numbers, a certain car was steaming. The steam was coming out of the radiator, and and he wanted to go to the pits. Well, the correct place to go to the pit area is turn number four. Turn four. He did not do this on purpose, and I'm not upset with him at all. It is what it is. He wanted to get to his pit as fast as possible because he's steaming. His radiator is broke. There's steam coming everywhere. He decided to take the fastest route. So he did the Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. They had an
0: album <laughs> called uh, In Through the Outdoor. And the, pro-
1: <laughs> the problem is, is I sat and watched him, and I, I looked down, and I go, oh, man, that guy has a has a radiator steaming, you know? And I'm up in the flag stand. So he drives right in front (laughs) and I kind of turn and look another direction. Then out of the corner of my eye, I see him exiting the track and I look over and I couldn't like, like it was one of the moments I couldn't get to the receiver in time or like, I just froze and I just watched and I'm like, Oh man, this ain't good. And I watched him go he, he made it over the crest, got front end, went down in the pond. Let's call it a pond. They had so much rain. This is not the Southwest Speedway fault. They had so much rain leading into that. I think they had two or three inches of rain that week alone, and they were just trying to get the racetrack raceable. They didn't worry about the outsides of the track.
0: They've had so much rain that one of my chip shots in our golf match floated to the green.
1: Yes, you're correct. <laughs> you are correct. So he yes. decided to take the fastest route, and when he went over, it broke the berm, the dike, the, the dam, um, and water started running on the track. And all I could do was just kind of, oh, man. And I slowly got down from the flag stand. I walked over there as they were trying to put it back up. And I stopped the drivers. First thing I did when I got over there, I seen it, how bad it was. I stopped the drivers and... And I talked to Chase and Eric, the top two. And I said, uh, "I'm going to have you guys pull over to turn three and four and just park there. We're going to try to blade this moisture off." You know, I go, well, "Let's well, let's let me bring the blade out."
0: No, you said you guys needed to build a dam.
1: Well, I said that, that was your the, exact words I, on the race. On the race said... drivers were like, "Oh, you got a what?" <laughs> on what? the race receiver. so I'm the guy talking to the drivers <laughs> on the race and I say, "Drivers, uh, pull down to the." Pull down and stop. We need to build a dam in turn one. We have water running or something. <laughs> Eric and Chase, they. they I'm, I'm thankful that the group of people that were on the tour, the group of drivers that were there were as good as they were because they found it funny. I found it funny. The sense of humor that we have, you know, it, it's okay. It is what it is. Things happen. Um, I moved them back to the turn three and that's when I think Nick called me he goes, what Brandon, can yeah, you explain to me is on, what man. is going on? So I explained to Nick what's going on. And he goes, Oh, okay. That makes sense. So then I think Nick explained it over the air. So people at home yeah. knew, um,
0: the way Nick, Oh, excuse me. The way Nick explained it too is most tracks, like Nodak, you can walk from the bottom up to the tops, and then it drops off again. He said that area goes up, and then it's flat.
1: Yep, up and flat. And the flat. only
0: thing keeping that water back was the cushion.
1: Was the cushion. You are so, correct. So when that
0: got driven over the wrong direction, it crumbled and broke, and I'd say the water stream was six feet wide.
1: Oh, all love. It, there, it, I it, almost it, felt I – I was afraid when I walked across it that I was going to fall on darn TV.
0: It looked like it was about six feet wide. It looked like yeah. it was coming down pretty good, and, and we're going like, oh, geez. And then and, it, it made uh, – I was told, about this thick of mud?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, The when the blade tried to go over it, it, it sank. The blade tire sank in a couple inches, and and it wasn't able – the blade was spinning. It just wasn't able to clear the mud safely, so we had to call the rest of the races. Unfortunately, we had to call the, the sport mod finish was the, the end, I think, because yeah. we, they were over halfway done. So over we,
0: halfway, so Chase Elves got the win, by the way, for his yeah. second one. is. Is he was glad the race was canceled, so he could stay with Jake Nelson.
1: Yep, and
0: yep. Uh, uh, um, Cody Erickson, who came all the way from Minnesota and he
1: NASCAR and, Cup Series driver, yeah, NASCAR he, truck. He's Series. a pretty
0: good driver.
1: Absolutely, you, you're
0: gonna have to. Uh, I'll just do the top five here. You tell me the story uh, how he ended up here. Eric Ladenschlager was third. Got the car put back together um, overnight and got all the way down to Dickens. He didn't think he was going to race, so I thought that was a great effort. Shelby Elbs was fourth, and Christopher Zenz was fifth. And and Nick, by the way, Nick Holberg did a fantastic job all five days of going in the pits and getting interviews and talking to drivers and getting stories, and, and he shared all of them with the crowd. And he's gotten so many compliments on uh, on Facebook this week uh, how he got all that information and keep everybody entertained. He almost... He almost uh, it was the best performance that I've seen by him uh, for a five straight nights. Of course, that's the only time I've ever seen Nick five straight nights, but I thought he did an outstanding job, and, and he did bring up that story
1: about Cody Erickson, but he didn't really, didn't really say I, I don't,
0: how he ended up here from Minnesota. I think
1: it'd be worth um, – Cody messaged me on Facebook thanking me for the tour and everything, and he wants to be a bigger part of it next year. Um, I think it'd be worth maybe doing some sort of Zoom call on the Dirt Weekly with Cody Erickson to get his story. I, I don't even know his full story. Oh, okay. I know that Cody Erickson drove a NASCAR truck series race at Bristol, Eldora, uh, Knoxville last year, um, and the fact that he even knew what the Tough of the Dirt Tour was, that he could even come on it, man, that's cool to me. because,
0: Well, and that's another thing, and this is a message to all racetracks. This stuff works webcasting and shows like this work. Uh, If the people are not in the same town, they have no idea what's going on, but you go on web with Darn TV and Dirt Vision and all the other ones, Flow Racing, Mav TV, XR, all of them, IMCA TV, you get noticed. That's Because all the racing people watch it religiously every night. Last night when I was home, I jumped on Flow to try to hope there was a, a Tuesday night live
1: race. I mean, so... Well, I think you'll have one tonight. Yeah, Stanley Cup final
0: starts tonight. Though I, I gotta oh. watch hockey, but but uh, no, it uh, uh, people here. It, it, I've got my a friend down in uh, Bill Grosskreitz is the announcer at Yuma. Yep. I worked with him in 2017 when Tom Dalen brought me down there to help with that very first tour. And Bill and I communicate and stuff all the time now, and he tells people about Minot. And, yeah. and uh, uh, I mean, that when you get this kind of stuff out there, it, it's going to help. And, and some of the local tracks think it's taking away from them. And, and well, that's a story for another day on another show, but I'm just saying that this works.
1: It's, and it's it obviously cool.
0: worked for Erickson.
1: Exactly. He, he's seen it. Um, his mom messaged me as well, thanking me for the broadcast. Uh, it, it's really cool. When, when I hear positive messages like that, it, it, it makes it worth all the work and the stress and everything we went through last week, which I'll be real with you. I'm so stubborn all the time that I need to do it. You know, I'm, I'm a hard headed, I need to do this. I turn the reins over the social media reins and the interviewing, cause that's normally stuff that I would try to find time to do. And, and I just nick and i talked on the way to underwood that opening night and i said i said it's all you if you're willing to do it he says brandon i'm willing to do it i said it's all you he goes is it is it okay if i do this if if is it okay if i do this it's okay however you want to do it because it's not going to be on me that's yeah
0: and and like i was joking (laughs) with that guy the other day i said okay I go, because he was making me sound like a real lazy bum. And then I was, why don't you interview anybody? Why aren't you doing that and stuff? And I go, well, I have to take naps in the afternoon before I go to the track to announce. I go, he's 36, Brandon's 40, I'm 64. I go, I can't be running around in 80-degree heat in the pits all day getting interviews and then expect me to announce all night. So, But, yeah, outstanding job by Nick. Uh, uh, and so many people are so appreciative of all that information that he... It, that was a good conversation you guys had then and it was a, a real smart thing bringing him on the tour because oh. in the past it was just me helping you out and, you know and i just do my thing i go yep. up and announce that's my thing uh, i don't spend a lot of time in the pits i don't go in front of grandstands uh so to add him uh, i thought was fantastic and and uh, yeah he did a plus did i don't great i don't
1: job. mind doing i don't mind doing the announcing i don't mind doing victory Lane i just felt me as the tour director, me doing the receiver stuff, me doing, I thought another voice would be good. A oh, different yeah. voice would be good. Yeah, and, he's one of the best. Yeah. And well. we worked, the three of us worked well together or worked well together up at the Nodak Speedway. I thought, why not just pair the three of us up? And, and if I had to, like Nodak, I got in and announced some races and stuff with you guys. Yep. And then I went down front. Once I went downstairs, I went downstairs. Because um, I just had other things that I needed to handle, but... Yeah, it's just uh, just worked out great. Um, yeah, it was good. But the rest of the Southwest Speedway program, the hobby stocks and stuff, that was uh, everybody received the same amount of pay, the same amount of points. That's, that's how you handle that situation in case it ever comes up again in the future, which it does two nights later. But in case it ever comes up in the future, everybody gets even pay and even points.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then in chronological order, we come to the uh, um – we come to the uh, Heart River Golf Course in uh, Dickinson on uh, Saturday, or Friday morning before we went to Williston. We just had a little fun golf round with Brandon and Nick and uh, invited driver guest Vance Tomlinson. And after the first three holes, I had the lead. I'm thinking, wow, everyone was telling me how good Tomlinson was. And, and if I beat him, uh, he, he's not that good. And all of a sudden, he woke up. I don't know what the deal was uh, for the first three holes but Vance started hitting the way I heard he can hit and yeah, and he played really well the rest of the time and
1: what was my saying what what was my scores when you guys would ask me hey Brandon what'd you get what did I say
0: one more than what you guys no, just got. pick a
1: number higher than pick what a you a number guys
0: higher that's right <laughs> <laughs> so yep so Brandon was out there doing the uh the wheelings apple grove stuff and and having yeah. a little fun. You had some fun, you're, and you're not as bad as you say you are. Just you need to put the just need to, the you just face need to of the
1: fine club. tune it.
0: I, the face of the club needs to be adjusted, and Nick, then you're Nick then gave you're like, me some pointers. Vance oh, gave God, me some really? pointers.
1: Well, I'll take it, it dude. <laughs> I'll take any pointers. If a third three year old went out there and beat me in golf, I'll take pointers from him.
0: Uh, you have to take me to Wee Links because I haven't seen our, and I work for the park district, and I haven't seen our redone Wheelinx. I heard it's really nice so, compared to the old one. And I believe Sunday uh, the park district won't let me play. I mean, I'm a I I'm a manager of a facility of the park district, and I can't play the Wee Links.
1: So I believe we have one more year because 14 years old is the cutoff. Uh-oh. So Max is 14 this year. So we it's been a Sunday last year. We started a Sunday tradition where we went to Wheelinx every Sunday before the races. How long does it take you to play it? 30 Not minutes? Not even an hour. Hour and 20 minutes. See, that's perfect. Then you get that's home and you saying. get lunch. And that's what I'm saying. We, we usually try to go, you go around. you
0: to- I'm so darn tired when we get done. I don't even want to go to the grandstand.
1: 10, 30, 11 o'clock. We'd go. We'd be done by 1 o'clock. No problem. Like, usually done by 12, <sighs> 1 o'clock. And then we'd still be able to get race car ready. Still be able to get the track ready. Still be able to do all that stuff. Uh, Jamie Craig usually comes with. My camera guy. My wireless camera guy. Uh, at Nodak and there's usually a 4 or four of us, sometimes five if Brody, Brock has his son Brody. So we can add another because all you need is one, one of them has to be under the age of, I think, 14 or under. Well, okay. So I'm going to well. be, in a couple years when Max is too old and Brody's too old, I'm going to be recruiting kids to go golfing at Wee Links with me. Yeah,
0: it- just don't stand on Broadway and pull cars over and ask kids to go golfing a wheel. I mean, just let, let's do it in an organized fashion.
1: I, I bet um, if I put something out there that says, do you want to go golfing with Brandon from Darn TV? The,
0: the first kid down from the grandstand that's under 14, come on down. You're going golfing next week. Um, and it doesn't really matter who won. Advance won. But it doesn't really matter who took second. So we I just,
1: I just felt like after after hole seven, the last two holes, I you cashed it in. You were oh, done. Oh, I cashed it in hardcore. You were but ready. I, you were ready for it to be over. I, I kind of felt like uh, everybody cashed it in at that point because I wasn't trying to cash it in, but I was starting to have some problems. Yeah, you started to hit the ball like I was. Top, yeah, topping it the end, a little yeah, bit, and
0: yeah yeah. And
1: my whole problem is keep my knees bent the whole time, my eyes down, stop moving my hips and you know. see, you've got technique and stuff that you need
0: to yeah. get better at. Mine is all physical. I know how to play and I can hit, but when stuff starts hurting and you can't lift your shoulders and your shoulder's aching and your backs spearing pain, lightning bolts down your leg, I mean, it gets to where it's, it gets pretty tough to swing. That's yeah. Tiger Woods. That's why he backed off for a while. Let's go with Williston. Well, let's go with Williston after I said it doesn't really matter who took second, but I (laughs) defeated Nick Holbert. I think worse (laughs) than what was on the scorecard. Brandon got last. I was told two strokes, but I think I pounded on Nick worse than that.
1: Hey, I I was last on the score sheet, number one in the fun category. (laughs) Number
0: one in fun. (laughs) We're up in Williston with the hobby stocks, and it was glad to see uh, Reese Dignan back out. He had that accident last year when his – uh, Jack Stand uh, uh, fell and his, and his car pinned him and it was obviously a scary moments in his life and and we're fortunate to know that he's fine and and he finally came back on out uh, in Williston and he won the A main, staved off your brother Brock Peter. Uh, Ethan New was third. Dennis Brevik uh, started on the pole and stayed up there the whole race. I was really impressed on how Dennis drove and I uh, will just uh, mention Kyler Saturn in fifth and uh, Vance Tomlinson in sixth so uh uh, a good return by Reese Dignan.
1: Yeah, he, uh, when that, that caution came out, I can't remember how many laps were to go, 12, 13, 11, 12. Brock had moved up to the high side before that caution, up to the cushion, trying to make it work. He gave up on it, moved back down. And then the restart comes out, and and Reese was forced being in third to the outside of that front row because the line you wanted was the bottom. And he just made it work. He just willed the car up there and made it work to to win the feature. And he's fast. I wish he'd have been on the whole tour. He's fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he made it pretty clear in the victory lane when he was talking uh, uh, to you guys that it's a monetary thing right now. That The travel is so
1: expensive. Yep.
0: It's it's just if you gotta make sure you're budgeted as a race car driver to be, and you might have to decide what tracks you can race at and which ones you don't. Uh, in the modifieds, Travis Hagen, I think he started 14th. No, he started ninth. Excuse me. Gained eight spots, passed Brady Biela, I won it again. Yeah, but
1: Brady came back. Yeah. And almost he made it a race there at the yeah, end. Yeah, he did. And Brady Biel is impressive.
0: Yes, he is. Chris Schroeder was third, Kyler Jeffrey fourth, and uh, Fast Eddie Conlon, of course, who's been racing out in Williston for years with the fifth place finish, and, and uh, you know we've already talked probably enough Travis Hagen tonight, but the 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 guy is smooth. Yeah, he he is smooth, and and it was just another great performance. I mean, the guy just wins. It's
1: and and nothing against the first two racetracks we were on, but the first two racetracks had a little bit of character to them. You know, they, not, nothing super rough, just a little bit of character. The racing was good in, in Underwood. The racing was good until we had a. daughter Levy broke, yeah. To, in Dickinson. The racing was good, but the tracks had character. There was a little bit of rough character. Williston's track crew did an excellent job smoothing that racetrack out, creating two lanes of racing. That's all you can ask for. Um,. That's yeah. all you can ask for. And they've had pretty much just
0: as much rain as Dickinson's had. The whole middle area of Williston's track is still all flooded out. I yeah, there, it, was, uh, there was it dries a- out for a, a Terry Goodrow's fireworks show on the 2nd of July, because right now you can't get down there yet.
1: Yeah, there was a phone call made to me at about uh, 11 o'clock that morning questioning whether or not Williston was going to be able to race. Wow. And I said, "Well, we'll head that direction because we had just got done golfing at that time." Okay, yeah. And I said, "Well, we'll head that direction. We got to go home anyways. We might as well go home through Williston, I guess." Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so scenic. <laughs> yeah, it's scenic you to drive best. through the uh, the Black the
0: Hill, or Badlands. Black Hills Bathlands. If you're driving through the Black Hills, <laughs> you went the wrong way. If you're if you're trying to get back up to Minot, uh, in the sport, mode I man, Chris Elves, or excuse me, Chase, Chase Elves. Elves, Chase Elves, winning again. Uh, defeating Eric Lodenschlager. Darren Medler came across in third. Cody Erickson, who we just got done talking about, was fourth. And Chase Conway uh, joined the tour out in Williston from West Hope, uh, fifth place finish. And uh, Elves, once again, just a little bit too invincible on that particular night for Eric Lodenschlager. So can
1: we go back just a little bit? After the Dickinson race, Okay, Mr. Medler, Darren's mom, Darren Medler's mom, Mrs. Oh. Medler, Becky, Made an amazing post, man. The fact that she made that post—if you're wondering who it, what it was—it was a turtle. She was basically fine-looking turtle, yeah, fine-looking turtle. Basically, calling her son slow,
0: in essence, right? No comment or nothing. Just the turtle. Just the turtle. Just the turtle. Because he took 14th or something.
1: Yeah. 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 What motivation? At least he he used it as motivation and came back and got a third. <laughs> those are the those are the fun stories. That, that's what I love about. Dirt In his trackers. defense, taking 14th, he he
0: did have uh, 11 laps left uh to, to do his thing, but it got cut short. Or maybe he would have got up higher. Maybe. Did he really deserve the turtle when they only went 14
1: laps? I'm not saying he yeah. did or didn't deserve yeah. it. I. I'm just laughing at the fact that it was there. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, about the last three years, Dan- Darren's been starting to get real good. I started calling him the faster meddler. Yep, yep. And, and then Smalls was the fatter meddler, but then Smalls had the operation, so now he's not the fatter meddler. Now Darren is still the faster meddler, but after that turtle, just the next post was from Smalls, and it said maybe I'm the faster meddler again, or something like that. It was funny. Oh, was it's just like, <laughs> just he had to pipe in on that
1: one. Story, stories like that, like the Dickinson stories, stories the turtle thing, oh. that stuff lives on forever in the lore of the 2022 Tough of the Dirt Tour.
0: <laughs> so Elves uh, racked up uh, 40 more points. So according to my calculations, after uh, Williston, now he had 120 points in his pocket. Dalton Florey won the stock cars. They did race those. They raced a regular program in, in Williston. Uh, Austin Doe, nice to see him down from Estevan. He was in Minot the week before. Then he made, uh, um, he made uh, Williston. It was nice to see him. Jake Nelson, third, finally got beat, but he didn't have to race Dalton Florey and Austin Doe the first two nights.
1: But Jake was there at the end. Yep. Those three were battling yep. at the Jake end. It was, was right up as a 3 He was right battle. there. Yep. He was right there.
0: Mad Mike Hagan fourth and Adam Goff fifth. So uh, once again, a good show was put on. Um, Austin Doe had a couple of runs. Uh, Nelson had a couple of runs at Dalton. But, you know, Dalton, fresh off a 24-win season last year, uh, just he's one of the best in this class. It's,
1: it's crazy how we do that five nights in a row. And if you would have asked me at about noon today or maybe 1 o'clock, you know, Hey, what was the racing like in Williston? I would have said, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah. then we sit here and we talk about the results, and it like it just all comes back in my mind again because it was so much com- compacted oh. into the five days. It's wait
0: till you get to be sixty four and they ask you who won. You, you'll just have to look at them like this, <laughs> like I do to you guys. You ask me something at the booth, and I just uh, go. Oh. <laughs> Okay, Larry doesn't know he's on planet Saturn right now, so I can't wait until I move into a nursing home. Oh, I'm gonna have fun in a nursing home.
1: Who's gonna Who's gonna come visit you?
0: Probably nobody. Oh. Probably nobody. I, I don't have any friends. But uh, slingshots, another great show. Um, the, the future announcer of the Williston Basin Speedway, Landon Goodrow, with the victory. Matt Sorensen second. Jay's Keller third. Haley Maddox fourth she's from the Maddox racing camp and Ray of course Keith and Kevin and uh, Den- denley went uh, Darren's daughter uh, with the fifth place finish and uh good um, if you don't know what I'm talking about he could jump in the box and announce right now so that
1: that's the first time that I've witnessed it in person oh you, oh really? I've always I've always witnessed it on darn TV because uh, other yeah, than the in devil's lake, yeah, I'm at, I'm at a different racetrack on Saturday nights. He and
0: steals, literally steals the microphone out of Chris Morgan's hand every time, because Chris is going to start asking him questions, and he grabs it, and then he starts talking about the race car and this record service is the best record service out there. You got to get this record service. My main sponsor is TNT Fireworks. It's my dad. It's a great fireworks show. He goes in a, the, the, that bubble car wash. Best car wash in town. You got to get there and wash your car, people. And I'm going, this guy's really, what,
1: 10? Or I, I don't know how old he is, but to witness it in person was pretty cool. It was like a, it was a, oh, my moment for me, man.
0: Oh, it was a big, oh, my moment. Yeah. yeah. I think I even said, oh, my, and I don't see him.
1: He's hired. Darn TV's hiring, man. Land good Goodrell. Come on.
0: Unreal. Yeah, he was fantastic. In the sport mods, <clears throat> excuse me, Eric where are you
1: Where are you at now?
0: I think I'm still on Williston.
1: Oh no, no we already did the. Oh, the, we're, we're done have, in Williston. Okay. We're done in Williston. So now we go to Botno. We go
0: to Botno, and the reason I don't have any results on here is because we didn't get either one of the two main a mains done. And uh, it was unbelievable, folks, because the track was perfect, the crowd was big, um, the Conway parade was fantastic. Uh, once again, Nick Holberg and you getting the cars down there and getting them lined up, but. I was told the races start at 7, so I got there at about 5, and I'm sleeping out in my truck, and all of a sudden I hear cars, and I'm kind of sleeping, going like, God, it's only like 5.15. And then I hear Nick start announcing, and he's doing the racer's prayer, and I'm like, wait a minute, I do the racer's prayer. And I come up there, I go, what do we do? What's going on? You know, I, I completely had no clue. And, and and
1: I knew about the parade. I But the t- time changed on me. I, it was 7.00. Wasn't it the day before? I, if I said seven, if I told, no, if I told you seven or if. Was it if always you, six? It's always It was always six going into it. It okay. changed. It changed actually a couple of weeks before they oh, got a hold okay. of me and said oh, they were going to six. then start I just wasn't six. paying
0: attention, and so um, I missed that, but uh, a fantastic but the, job.
1: But the parade deal starting at five was a, that was a day before thing that they kind of let me in on. I, I knew that there was going to be a parade. But they, they said they wanted to do it an hour before the races, have a, have a big opening ceremony, and then they would go into a little bit of a break to have a driver's meeting, and then we'd go racing. Um, and we started right about 6 o'clock. Yeah. So everything worked as they wanted to. All I did was help facilitate. That's all that's all I did. It was their plan. I just helped kind of facilitate it. and what Nick, a... Nick
0: did such a fantastic job. As a matter of fact, uh, a couple of people then came on Facebook again. And just said what a what a moving ceremony it was, and just the way that Nick yep. present. Nick is so good at that stuff. And I told him about three weeks ago. I said, Nick, I go, y- you're our quarterback, because he he is so good at doing that stuff. I I feel I'm good with calling a race and doing the some history comments, and, and actually calling the race, but to do, to present stuff the way that he presents. I, I think on half of that stuff I'd probably start crying probably. I'm a pretty soft guy. Yeah. And uh he was what? so
1: good at he, that. It
0: was fantastic. He,
1: well, I'm telling you right now that there was tears in my eyes cuz oh. because between between Nick Nick is his speech that he gave there at the beginning his opening ceremony. Um, if you if you haven't seen it uh darn TV broadcasted it live, it's the first hour of the broadcast. There's no racing in that first hour. It's all the ceremony, the parade. Um but the fact that Rod Conway, Lon Saturn, the family, Conway family, they chose Max, and I'm actually getting goosebumps and I'm almost tearing up right now. Uh, they chose Max to be one of the drivers to carry the flag, um, which that flag is right here. Yeah. Right here behind me. Yeah. It, uh, it meant the world to me, it, it meant the world to my family. I don't think Max, at his young age, understands yet. Probably not, but I think sometime in the future he will. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I couldn't help, but going back and looking at some pictures on Facebook and I was going to share them, but I just kept them to myself and I know people might want to see him, but Max and the Conway family, when Max was a little guy, he wanted to pit for everybody and he would be helping the Conways. He'd be helping just about anybody in the pit area. And there's some pictures of Robbie and Max and Chase and Max all together carrying tires and rolling tires and stuff. And it just, the fact that they remembered that and now that Max is in a race car and he got to carry the flag just meant the world. And then Nick's speech, I was out there doing double checkers and my, there was tears running down my face as I was doing double checkers. So
0: yeah, it was quite moving. And a lot of people came on Facebook and put mentions on there um, on some of the racing posts and stuff and. Yeah, that got that dug at everybody a little bit. It was a very great moment and uh, you guys were down doing the redraw with the uh, beanbag toss game to do the redraw and I been I was checking the the radar over and over again and there was nothing on it and all of a sudden when you you were talking on the mic down there and Nick was talking on the mic, I thought for sure I heard thunder. And so I look up and I'm like, Wow, where did that come from? And there's lightning and thunder and it
1: came out of nowhere. I it,
0: it popped up out of nowhere and <clears throat> it came so fast. So right when we were making the draw, folks, for the final uh two A Mains and for points to be scored and money to be won, uh, we got deluged and and
1: on a positive note, we started right at six o'clock and we were done with the seven heat races we had. Yep, We were done with the redraw, and we were done with one feature, all in an hour and 10 minutes. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. We we clicked that show along. We didn't know there was weather coming. I asked up in the flag stand, because I was the flag man slash race director, and I asked. I said, hey, I've seen some clouds build. Is there rain coming? Nope, nope. There's no chance of rain tonight. And I'm like, oh, okay. So then intermission comes, and I look at my radar, and I looked at the same thing you did. I go, oh, there's some green, you know, but it's off in the distance. No big deal. I don't think it's going to hit us. And then by the end of that intermission, what, 10 minutes? Is you guys always-
0: couldn't even get the game done. It started pouring. Everybody started running for,
1: running right. for cover.
0: There's no roof there, of, uh, obviously, at Thunder Mountain. So everyone's scattering for shelter. And
1: yeah, we, It's like uh, the old
0: Monty Python movie, run away, run away, run away. <laughs> Nick, I mean, Nick it was-
1: interviews me right at the end of intermission. And he goes, so, Brandon, uh, we see some clouds here. What's the plan with the weather? Uh, we're going to race till we can't. Yep, gonna
0: race till that's we can. all we
1: can do. We're going to race till we can't.
0: And I believe Wes Beyer and the track crew and yourself were pretty confident that probably could have got work back in,
1: but. It rained too long. We didn't have any lights.
0: There's no lights in Thunder yep. Mountain Speedway, and that's the same situation that Underwood used to be in. And then Underwood finally put lights in, so that took them to the next level of a facility.
1: So. Thunder Mountain has purchased lights. Have now they? now it's an, an expense to get them put up oh, and, and wired wire them. In. Oh, I'm sure. So yeah. they have purchased the lights. If you looked over in off of turn number 1. I saw them. Yep. So Stacked they, up over there. Yep, they yep. have purchased the lights. So Oh,
0: and I'm not cutting them down yep. for not having lights. I'm just saying that there's that was the reason that we decided to cancel because it didn't make any sense to work on the track for well over an hour and then in the thunder mountain up there obviously people know it gets darker faster than it does down here too so it just wouldn't have been able to get two races and you would have been way too much of a frantic hurry to get those races done so uh yeah so we didn't so everybody
1: what's the theme what did everybody get that race that night
0: they split the money and they get last place points
1: equal pay and equal points
0: yep so now we head to our home track, the Playground of Power, the Nodak Speedway. And uh, in the Northern Sport Mods, Eric Ladenschlager I don't think he started on the pole. I think he started third. Does he say on
1: there? Probably he gained doesn't. two
0: spots. Yeah, I was right. He started, started third. third. And uh, he got out front, and then he survived a bunch. A caution flag, restarts, yep. and uh, nobody ever went around him. Uh, Eric Ladenschlager just put it on him. Um, doing what we expect him to do uh, after the retirement to Kelly Henderson. Um, I, I think now that might maybe put Eric up with, you know, and Roselle the Rosellies of the world and Chad Stretchin when he does come and race. Um, I think Lottenschlager's up on the next level. Uh, Cody Erickson again, we just talked about him was second. Chase Conway, kind of hoping he would have got up there. I thought him winning the A-Main the night after the, Conway Memorial up and uh, up in uh, Botno it would have been just great to have here Chase win it. Uh, no offense, Eric, you did a great job, uh, but Chase Conway took third, uh, Robbie Roselli fourth, and Tate Johnson in fifth. Darren Medler uh, in sixth, and he started eleventh. So I think he got the turtle off his back.
1: Yep, turtle off his back. He was moving <laughs> forward. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good race. Uh, oh, I thought the, the it. rebound by the track crew, the rebound by everybody at Nodak from the week before. We know we didn't have a primo track the week before. Um, the rebound and what we produced on Sunday night, that's what we can do, and I hope that we keep that going.
0: Yeah, it, it was fantastic all night long. A lot of great comments on the racetrack. Uh, Hobby Stocks, Caden Appelt, who is uh, one of the up-and-coming drivers, I feel, has uh, so had some bad luck. Rolled a car last year. Rolled a car this year. Now he's in Brad King's car. Uh, when you say
1: up and coming, isn't he already here?
0: Yeah, because I, I, he
1: was the favorite for the championship last year until he rolled. Was okay. it last well, year or maybe, the year before? Well, maybe
0: you're giving him maybe you know maybe I'm not giving him as much credit as you are yet. Oh, um,
1: well, if you go back and watch the darn TV replay, he will get the credit after you watch that. Okay. God. Go with who's second, and let's talk about the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pelt was first. Brock Peter uh, came across in second. Kyler Saturn third. Vance Tomlinson fourth. And Ethan New uh, taking fifth. And uh, we'll get to the uh, points later on. That's going to be the last thing we talk about. But that uh, solidified the championship um, for Brock. But, uh, no, he probably is already here. I guess the only thing, though, I, if, if you're going to be one of the best – you can't keep destroying your race car.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll go with you uh, on that. He's and, gonna...
0: and and Caden, and I I I've known your your dad for years, and and I I met you in school, I believe, when I uh, when I used to be a substitute teacher. I don't know if he remembers me or not, but but uh, I've got him as probably one of the best drivers. But now now he's got to just
1: he, can you drivers heed a little bit of caution. Well, yeah, you can. I mean, some drivers do on a given race night. Some uh, some drivers are able I know some to. just want to go so hard that and they've got to make that yeah, move, and, and, he,
0: and I think that's what's happened to him in those two. I guess I, I don't I, remember exactly what happened on the two rollovers. But.
1: Well, the one rollover this year probably wasn't his fault. He okay. had a little bit of help. The, the year before the rollover, a couple years before, I think, uh, probably driving too hard going off the top of turn one and two. Um yeah, if Caden has anything, he's got speed. He has raw speed and raw talent in that race car to drive that car. If there's anything that Caden is lacking is a little bit of maybe some patience. But I think he took a huge stride in that on Sunday night because when – go back and watch the replay on Darn TV. I'm telling you, whoever's listening or watching this, uh, Brock Beater got to Caden Appelt's bumper – you know, there was. What, yeah, he was six, right on him. He gave eight, him a howdy do. Eight or ten laps to go, and they battled it out. Brock goes down low for a couple corners, gets beside Caden. Caden down low for a couple corners. Brock up high, next to him on the straightaway. You know, they split going to the corners. They meet again on a straightaway. And then, uh, uh whatever, with a handful of laps to go, Brock was finally able to clear Caden. And then a caution came out, so we had a restart. And we're. You know, and it, it goes back to that mental thing. I think Caden grew mentally as a race car driver on Sunday because he had to do what Tim Anderson did on the opening night of the tour. Caden had to take a step back, a deep breath. They throw the green for the restart. There's a handful of laps. They go all the way down. Brock has a four or five car length lead with two to go. The high raise green. High Brock green. had about a four or five car length lead. And Caden figured out a way in them last two laps to make up that five car length and beat Brock by two one thousandths of a second. Yeah, it
0: was it was like
1: it was literally like this off. far. If you look at the replay, it was that far. But the fact that he was able to, you know, it's when you win as much as Caden does, as fast as he is, and you get passed by somebody like Brock, you you can give up. You have two choices: you give up and just go a second. Or you dig deep, you find something inside of you, and you get back to him and you beat him. I'm going to beat this Wiley veteran. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, yeah, he's. I was. You know, and I've been high on him the last three years. I've talked him up all the time. I just don't know if he's completely arrived yet as one of the high tier uh, cars. I guess I, I'm going to need a couple more weeks.
1: Yep. Yep. Just, Caden, if there's any message, patience. And and you you'll be up there every single night. Just show just a tish bit of patience to get through the field. I know you you know, and you got through there right away on Sunday. But sometimes just a little bit of patience goes a long ways.
0: So in the hobby stocks, Brock Buter wins the championship with 151 points. Kyler Satron came in 145, and then it was 144 for Vance Tomlinson, so he takes third. That was a close battle. Tim Anderson will take fourth with 141. And Ethan New out of Fairview, Montana, 139. So Brock Beter wins his third Tougher Than Dirt championship, his Se- second in a hobby stock. Yep. And uh, over uh, Kyler Saturn by six points. Satrin, very improved driver as well. I know that Juan used to be the driver. Yep. And now Kyler's driving. So anyway, that's how those points ended up then. In the uh, stock cars, uh, Will Shoresky, who's my most improved driver in the stock cars over the last two years, in my opinion, uh, great race! Got he shut down Mad Mike Hagan, so that's enough said right there. Rob Stenvold third. He's a veteran. Uh, Jason Niffen's been racing for quite a while. He was fourth. Jake Nelson in fifth. So Will Sheresky, the youngster, and he started ninth. Brandon, and he got all the way up to win it, and uh, so a great uh, a great effort in the stock cars by Will Sheresky. Great
1: battle. Little little tidbit. Will Scheresky, I called it wrong on the broadcast. I thought that was his first feature win. I called it wrong. Um, I, I was,
0: agreed with you. I thought that was his first
1: I one. I was reminded. By Jenny. By Jenny. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny. That it uh, was his second win. And what did his two wins have in common? Do you remember? Huh. You can give me the look of like, holy crap, I don't even know. Because, I mean, you said you're good at that look earlier. So... <laughs> He passed, he passed the same car in each of the wins, Mad Mike Hagan. Oh, yeah? Yeah, both victories that he has, he passed Mad Mike Hagan at the Playground oh, of Power man. to Win. How cool is that? I mean, if yeah. you, you check that on the old resume, huh?
0: Yeah, beat the Hall of Famer twice. <laughs> so, Oh, I forgot to read the sport uh, mods when we got done discussing them. Chase Elves wins the championship, 171 points. Eric Ladenschlager with 161. I'll have to settle for being the runner-up after winning it last year uh cody erickson uh, out of minnesota with 156 so did christopher zenz he had 156 and darren medler repented himself and and got up into fifth with 154 points so uh chase elves is your uh sport mod champion of the tougher than dirt
1: couldn't happen to a nicer guy
0: he, yeah very yeah
1: you know very he was very cordial all week he was great all week um you know, he, he was willing to take the time in front of the crowds all week long, him and his wife talking about where they're from. And and given the crowds at the tracks we went to, somebody from out of state that they haven't seen before is, is a pretty big deal. And I know there's some haters out there. I have some people criticizing myself, criticizing the Nodak Speedway um, for what transpired on, on Sunday night with the gas cap deal. Oh, um, yeah. There's some people upset with me. Upset with Nodak, upset with Bruce. Uh, my message is and was the whole tour, we're going to give you time. Um, according to my clock, his two minutes was barely up. Um, I don't know. I'd have done the same for any other driver that was uh, in that field that night that had the same problem. So that's my only message. I It, it doesn't bug me. Um, that That's all I got, I guess, on that. So.
0: Uh. His wife dropped out of the race a couple laps before that, so my first thing, when they finally let us know that it was a gas cap issue, I'm thinking, well, why don't they take her? She's dropped out of the race.
1: And they messaged her. Somebody messaged her, and she ran the gas cap or got the gas cap to to, to an official, and the official brought it over, but it was the wrong gas cap. Okay, so then, so then they had to wave. They were trying to wave Kelly Henderson in the pits because they knew Kelly Henderson had the same gas cap. So, and it took a little bit of time to wave him in the pits. Once they got him in the pits, they removed it and put the gas cap on.
0: And you know what? That, that I know it's not Kelly's car, and so if something like that needs a decision, it's going to be the car owner. But but uh, Kelly went with it, and that would have been very hard for me to do if I'm coming out of retirement, and I run and I win my heat race at Thunder Mountain over Chase Elves, the yep. first guy to beat him the whole tour. We didn't talk about heat races, but that's what happened. Yeah. And then the next night I'm going to the – and I get rained out. And then the next night I'm back in front of my home fans at the Nodak Speedway, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this car that seemed like it was in pretty good shape, uh, that car that Kelly was driving could go, and uh, to have him stop and give up his gas cap so Chase can hopefully win the title – I mean, that's one of those that's one of those 1950s Nodak Race Club things in my mind where everybody helped everybody and it's a good old boys club and it's a club and this is what we're going to do and you need the help and you're running for a title. I'm just kind of driving just to drive this weekend. Here, go ahead. I thought that was a fantastic uh, gesture by that race well, team. It,
1: and if you go back on Darn TV, I don't like to get technical, but if you go back and if you time it, his two-minute clock, had just expired, roughly just expired, when Kelly entered the hot pits. Okay. So in the grand scheme of things, the, the, the two-minute clock would restart again when Kelly enters. But we we as Nodak, we as a board, we're actually going to make adjustments to the hot pits, and we're going to require cars. So we talked about it last night in our board meeting because I, I didn't like I don't like when cars park behind the buildings in the hot pits to get worked on. You can't see them as an announcer. I can't see them as an announcer. Fans can't see him. So we're going to set a designated area that they have to be within this coned area to be in the hot pits and then and then cars that are out of the race that park in there, they have to get their car out of that designated area if they're out of the race. You know, just some things that we noticed with all of that that transpired on Sunday night that we need to correct and make a little better. Yeah. So
0: I, you know, and obviously I don't hear any of the, uh, I don't hear any of the incoming stuff coming on in, but uh, I don't know, I, I guess when I was a Rays fan, I just went, I had my favorite guys, I went and watched, hope they won, if they didn't win, they didn't win, uh, I'm not going to get riled up if my guy didn't win because they let the other guy have two minutes and 13 seconds to put a gas cap in. I mean, if they're complaining about something like that, I would I would find something else that's a little more important to complain about, I guess, in my mind. But that's all I'm going to say about that, too, right now. Um, so that rounded up the tour at the Nodak Speedway. We had a great track. Uh, we got the big impl- implement back from uh, Levi Wald, which is really helping out.
1: Huge.
0: On that track. Not only
1: is it a huge piece of equipment, it's a huge help.
0: Yeah, so it did a great job. We just want to really mention, or at least I want to mention, the uh, Don Gumpke Memorial, uh, they erased that uh, in Jamestown. There was another memorial in, in Grand Forks uh, for Mr. Anderson on Friday night, and that got rained out before the sprints or the late models could hit the track. So the Wayne Anderson Memorial kind of got uh, shorted a little bit. He was a gentleman that was really big at getting noses started way back in the day. Um, so, you know, we uh, they had that going on, and, and uh, I think Fargo, West Fargo, uh, rained out. Again, Travis Almer instead of coming up and following the, our tour up to Williston, uh, decided to shoot over to West Fargo, and, and he got there on us uh, on Friday night, and it rained him out again while we were in uh, uh, Williston. But uh, Preston Martin won the Legends. Drew Papke was second. Donovan Wiest, third. Just had those guys in Underwood. Yep. Yep. Uh, Glenn Mitchell in fourth and Gus Jensen in fifth. In the Soda Mods, Cody Lee won it. Corey Storick was second. Jason Grimes was third. Uh, Dan Wheeler fourth and Travis Troll fifth in their street stocks. It was Jeff Heilman was the winner. Justin Vogel took second in the modifieds. And I was told by Brad Stebbleton that this was an unbelievable race. Austin Arneson held off Colin Hibden in just a duel. I I guess it was one of the best races. And coming all the way up from Torrance, California, was uh, Cody Laney, who always drives the Dakota Classic modified tour. Uh, he was up here getting some seat time, getting ready for the tour. Sean Strand was fourth, Dave Shipley fifth. Uh, Marcus Tomlinson, who uh, races with us uh, regularly, was seventh in that race, and Travis Tooley out of Dickinson took eighth. And the, modifi- and the IMCA Modifieds. Uh, that was
1: the Modifieds you That just was did. the
0: Modifieds, yeah. So I don't know what that one is. Well, that's yeah, that was a different day. So that was uh, uh, for Don Gunke, of course, who – um, also had the tragedy with his race car, and uh, uh, the, this is the second year of the Grinders uh, Memorial, and, and one of these years I'm going to have to make sure I get on down there and see it. Uh, I knew Don pretty well when he used to race here all the time, and I was the flagman. I'd see him in the pits all the time, and it's nice that they're having an event like that in Jamestown. So uh, coming up this weekend, you are going to?
1: I'll be in Estevan on Friday night, kay. Devil's Lake on Saturday night. And then okay. I'll be at out on Sunday, Playground of Power.
0: Okay, so you're doing all three of those nights. The yeah. Jenny has the week off.
1: No, Jenny is doing Underwood. Um, I'm going down there tomorrow night. They have a practice night tomorrow night. I'm going to take the equipment down there, and I'm going to make sure the soundboard and everything is where we need it. She's going to be up in the corner of the bleachers again where you okay. were, uh, where she was. Um, and I left all the cords ran over there, so I don't have to rerun them again. But I just have to uh, make some adjustments. Uh, we're gonna have a little bit of a different setup there because the announcer won't be right next to Jenny, so I'm gonna have to run some different stuff. But okay, uh, uh, Jenny that will be there both night nights. The, that should both be a nights. good night with the late models there. Yeah, Marcus Tomlinson, as I said earlier, the uh, debut of his announcing career on Darn TV. So that'll be pretty cool. Because usually uh, the track announcer in Underwood is me, but uh, it's it's uh, it's super hard. I I stretch myself way too dang thin. To have fun. I don't even get to enjoy my son racing this weekend because he's going to be racing in Underwood. But uh, getting stuff out on darn TV, that's a business that I chose to start um, that I have to get the the races out there. Yeah. And then the following weekend after that, we can have another show next Wednesday if you just want to plan it, schedule it. Okay. Ink it. No, we can't. I cannot. I have a safety meeting next Wednesday. Okay. So we're going to have to do uh, <laughs> Monday or Tuesday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's no Monday Night Football yet, so I guess I'm okay with that. We ran a little late tonight. I wanted to be home for the start of the Stanley Cup final, but that's okay. I've got it uh, recording right now. So, um, uh, Craig, I know that Craig he- uh, Heupel is going to watch this. Well, as soon as you yep. get this posted tonight, he's going to watch it. Yep. Craig, we want you back.
1: I, I think it'd be good. I think it's great to have a third voice. Greg, um,
0: we decided that we want you here all the time every week when we do this. So
1: This, this is a two-person board on the Dirt Weekly, and both were for yay, for good. So I, I think he's invited every show, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, I think. And then we're still going to try to pull some uh, – um, uh, we talked to Brad Stebbleton. We want to get him on as superfan number two we've got some drivers that we talked about that we want to see if we can get here as we never do this live we always do it recorded so
1: what I what I like about the maybe the off season the dirt weekly in the off season let's keep this going this fall push me to keep this going cuz sometimes I try to take a break you know from things so push me maybe the off season is when we rotate the drivers through let's get the fans uh, this is just my snowball an idea and we can bring a couple drivers in over the fair break and talk about the racing and this and that but I, I just think getting that fan's point of view and getting Craig's uh, voice in here is is yeah. big. So yeah. next time we'll reach out to you before the show. We just had a little meeting beforehand. and and uh...
0: So um, I've complimented Nick quite a bit. I have to compliment you and your wife, Jenny, and also your daughter, uh, Peyton, for taking all those pictures that she took. Also thanks to Tyler Hagen for some of his outstanding photography and mm-hmm. Julie, of course, the Nodak Speedway photographer as well. But uh, you well, and Jenny... Uh, do so much work at those things and especially you trying to keep everything going and uh, I know it's a distraction when you know Max is in the uh, behind the race uh, steering wheel now you'd like to watch him a little bit more but you guys did a fantastic job putting that on and and I heard the same thing even though I'm not in the pits very much I, I have heard that that this tour is fun compared to other tours that that the drivers have been on and what, what's good about this one too is the good old. The good old home tracks of Underwood and, and uh, Thunder Mountain.
1: God, I can't wait to put rugby on it. Oh, God,
0: I miss that place so bad. I announced there for 14 years.
1: I can't man. wait till we bring... Oh, man. I... Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's another story for Yeah, that show. would be nice. But, By the uh, way, this is my last year as Nodex Speedway president, so you never know what ideas and what things I might bring next year. <laughs> but, no, it was good. Everybody had a good
0: time. And, and having those two small towns involved in something like this is just so cool because, uh, you know, that's where dirt track racing started years and years ago was in all small town USA, all over the country. But
1: And I, and I think these classes, the classes you see here, you see a sport mod and you see a hobby stock, the classes you see here, this is where racing starts. This is where Travis Hagen started in a, in a hobby division. This is where I think if you look back into the past, the the big modified drivers, I don't know what your classes were called back then, but where did Marlon Seidler start? Did he start right into a late model or right into...
0: They all, they all jumped right into late models in the late 70s. They were basically Camaros with their glass windshields well, maybe, taken out and stripped down.
1: But nowadays...
0: That would be a hobby stock nowadays, a Camaro body. like Probably, yeah. yeah. yeah yep. 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 So
1: nowadays, nowadays you start in a hobby, you start in a sport mod, so it's a little bit of a, a different feel... Um I don't want to say I do anything different than the other tours that that I've been to but it's just a um, I think I, what it comes down to is I've been there the drivers see me I've been there I've raced everything that they've they are racing right now I've spent years in a mod or sport mod and a in a hobby so when i I can relate to them and I'm still on their page and I'm probably too much of a driver's promoter or too much of a driver's president because I side with the drivers quite a bit but you know it's been so fun doing this tour i i thank you again thank for all the kind words Uh, i know jenny appreciates it that that woman right there oh if anybody needs i'll take a back seat you guys can pour her with the presents and everything because without her i'm nothing i i am zero without her i'm zero so (laughs) And I'm not Robert Roselli Zero. I am Zero.
0: <laughs> and I didn't, mes- I didn't <laughs> mention Max because he wasn't really helping the family out with, with uh, the going on to the tour because he was busy driving the hobby stocks. But so. he was
1: making fun of my double-checkered flags. He says I don't do as good as him.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I gave Bart a crap about that in Williston. I said, you know, do you ever have a chance maybe to take a lesson from Max Beater on throwing the flags? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, jeff was on the tour uh um came out to williston and minot so he flagged two of the nights and and uh we had uh, um of course jen was over in williston on
1: saturday Huge. and yeah williston friday saturday sunday yeah. she joined us for three of them yeah so. three of them so a lot of people um, were busy and yeah and and me being on the race receiver, i i had a visit with i was on the race all five nights i didn't do as much in williston or minot but the other three tracks, I was the main receiver person for the guys. And, and just having that communication with them and, and them having the trust in me to be the voice in their ear to slow down, to to do that stuff. It's just, I, I can't thank the, the drivers enough for the cool tour that they put on and the tracks and, and everybody. It's just, I, I leave... I jokingly said on Sunday night when the races were done, somebody came to me, "Man, Brandon, are you ready for a break or whatever?" I go, uh, where do you want to start on Wednesday?" <laughs> other well, than, other I than... thought
0: I was going to be on a break today on Wednesday. <laughs> I thought there's absolutely no way that that you would even want to do this show this week. I thought you were. I can't at get stage. enough.
1: I can't get enough of this stuff. Oh, I man, I know it's you're... like an addiction to alcohol or drugs. I've never, oh. I've never been a drinker. I've never smoked, whatever it may be. Um, I'm addicted to having fun, putting a smile on people's faces. And, you know,
0: you guys came about this 30 years too late because I wish I'd be the Nick Holberg or the Brandon Beater age where I could still have a lot of that stuff. But uh, Larry McFall's running out of gas. But. Well,
1: and I, I'm probably going to have to take a step back and take care of my body a little better and, and uh, definitely yeah, felt... Yeah, don't
0: get neuropathy in your feet. Don't do that. That's well, the worst thing I've ever had.
1: I think if I go on a diet and lose about 45, 50 pounds here in the next year or two or three or whatever.
0: <laughs> the whole time sitting here, the bottoms of my feet are stinging and my toes are just throbbing in pain. And okay, let's that, end this then. So yeah, you let's cannot, end this. let so close I cannot, it out. So I can hobble out of here and go home. So, <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, thanks for watching. Brandon Beter again and myself, Larry McFall. We'll see you next week on the Dirt Weekly.